The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you, Ibrahim. Thank you, Arbi. This is Vileen Shah, the facilitator for I Love Braille, welcoming you all on March the 9th, 2023. Uh, this event is sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and supported by American Council of the Blind. And that's how we have a streamer here, our friend Herbie. And also, do we have the host here now, Herbie? Or you are going to be host? No, or, right or now not? I'm doing it all until she gets here. But Okay, uh... that's fine, that's fine. So Herbie is our friend and our host as well. That's so great. Uh, friends, as you all know. And we're also connected Thursday, in Clubhouse. Yeah. The second Thursday is always dedicated to the uh, title called I Have a Question in which you can ask Braille-related questions. Uh, one person sent me an email and asked if I can ask you questions about EB, that is EBAE or old Braille as I call it. And I said, yes, because there are still thousands and thousands of volumes written and available with NLS in old braille so why not we can definitely talk about that and we can also talk about ueb and i accidentally lowered her hand but jody did ha does have her hand raised uh sorry what's that you did have a raised hand with the jody uh, whenever you're ready oh okay okay so yeah you're also taking care of clubhouse Herbie. I'm taking care of everything right now. Yeah, I'm taking care of everything until our host gets here. Then I'll just be to Clubhouse. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay. All right. So moving on, to begin with, we have three announcements. So let's take care of that first, and then we will uh, jump on to our question, question session. So the first and foremost is that we here in the United States are going to knock our clocks, which means they're going to put our clocks one hour ahead starting this Sunday, March the 12th, which means next Thursday, we will meet one hour early. If you log in at this time, our session might be almost over or getting to be over because it will be 10 o'clock. We are putting our clocks one hour ahead. So if it is nine now, it will be 10 starting Sunday. Uh, this applies to particularly people who are in other countries or the people who are in the states that do not change the clocks. There are, I think, a couple of states here in the United States, they also don't change their clocks anyway. So that is the first announcement. I believe it's simple. It's been happening, occurring and recurring every year. So it's not new for our friends who have been attending for long. Second announcement is about the International Women's Day. And I wish you all belated International Women's Day. Uh, people 
I've seen wish it to women only, but I would like to wish all because women are part of our society and it doesn't hurt wishing International Women's Day, happy International Women's Day to men and women both. That's my perception. But I just wanted to bring to your attention that WBU, which is World Blind, Blind Union, has issued a statement appreciating the contribution made by girls and women with disabilities to the enhancement and uplift of the weaker section, as we call, or the uh, sec, uh, you know half of the world, which is consisting of uh, feminine and uh, the WBU also appreciates their contribution and admires them. So we join our hands with the WBU in appreciating the women with disabilities who have made a difference, not only in the life of people with disabilities, but also in our society as a whole. And the last thing is about the currency. Here in the United States, I know we do not have an easy way to recognize currency. All dollar bills are of the same size and uh, there are no braille marks. The Supreme Court of the United States in 2008, 2008, gave a verdict that our currency should have braille marks, should be accessible by people who have difficulty reading, whether blind or visually impaired. So there should be large print marks and braille marks. However, the treasury said that it's hard now to have marks available on all currency bills which are in circulation. But now the treasury is going to issue a new $20 bill uh, with a picture of Harriet Tubman. Those who know the history here uh, know, but I'm not going to go into details. So why not a Braille mark? That's what Supreme Court say. So ACB is going to have a rally in Washington, D.C. Uh, uh, to uh, uh, support and uh, make the Treasury know that you need to have Braille marks on a new bill. I would like to extend our support on behalf of entire ILO Braille family. We cannot go to Washington, D.C., but we can definitely spiritually be there. Anything that promotes Braille, I am there, and I am pretty certain everybody else here is with me to support and promote Braille. All right, so with that, all three announcements are over, and now we can get started with the questions. Uh, uh, Linda has three questions. So we'll take one by one, and then if anybody else has questions, we can also take that, depending on how much time we have. So Linda, uh, please tell us your first question. Linda Pai. Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> As you said, most an awful lot of stuff out there is written in the old Braille. And most of the things that I want to read are actually in the old Braille. So I'm trying to figure out uh, what I'm seeing sometimes. And what I'm confused by are the four six <clears throat> uh, characters that precede phrases, because sometimes I'll see four sixes and then within the string that follows, I'll see another four six. So I'm confused because I thought it was just a font change, but what, why are there, why do they repeat the four six after a pair of four sixes later on? <clears throat> okay. Okay. Now let's take that one question about dot four six and what is it in old braille as I call it. It's not officially called old braille, so don't get me wrong, but just for convenience. So please raise your hand if you can answer Linda's question. Okay. Let's see. And welcome, Diane, our host for I Love Braille today. I'm Vileen Shah, the facility editor. By the I, way, yes. um, I'm Diane. I kind of yes. took over at the last minute as host. Mm -hmm. And That's we fine. do have a raised hand. Yes. Uh, it's a phone number, area code 573, ending in 440. Yeah. Thank you. We know who he is. Mm. Uh, is a new voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rick. Anyway, uh, she's referring to the old way of indicating italics. And sometimes it's used for other special type bases, but especially italics. And... The, the old rule was to italicize a single word, you put a dot four six in front of it, and for two or three words, you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Dot four six word one, dot four six word two, dot four six word three. But more than that, you have, if it's more than three words, you had a double dot four six in front of the first word, and then nothing more mm -hmm. until the final word, which has a single four six in front of it. So um, that's the, that's done, of course, differently in UEB. That's, right. you'd represent uh, that with a dot four six dot two for a single word or, or two words consecutively. Mm -hmm. And more than two words, you have your passage indicator, italicized passage indicator with the appropriate terminator. But yeah, in the, in the old days in, in eBay, you have your double dot four six and then mm. in front of the first word and then four six a single one in front of the final word if it's more than three words italicized. So that's the passage indicator in, in EBA. Yeah. Correct. Passage indicator. Now uh -huh. is it just for italics or does it, it just for any any different typeface? From this, the one usually, I, I, I think the understanding is it could be for any typeface. Although they do have ways to indicate other typefaces, but you rarely see them. So I guess the short answer is that's for any special typeface. Okay, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's normally for italicized, bold, and underlined. They just have only common uh, indicators. They did not uh, differentiate among them. Uh, you know, so definitely it's a different typeface, that's for sure. And yeah. uh, at that time, they realized that at, that's the most a blind person 
uh, reading Braille should know that it's a different typeface. Doesn't matter whether it is italic or underline or right. Bold. You and know, now in UEB, we can indicate uh, underline or bold or even script or even small capital letters, which is, I think, yes. great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it, Valine, I think... Valine, this is Josephine McDowell joining. Valine, this is Josephine McDowell joining your, your meeting. Oh, uh, okay. Who, who is this? Josie. Josie McDowell. Oh, Josie, yes, yesterday. welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so I please, finally uh, found that. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, please uh -huh. uh, uh, use that, uh, what do you call, star six to, you know, uh, mute and unmute. So, you know, when oh. it is your time, you yes. can definitely raise your hand, which is star nine on your phone. All right. Okay. All uh -huh. right. Thank you, Josie. Welcome. Okay, so it looks, uh, Rick's answer is pretty explanatory. However, if anybody else has anything to add to what Rick has explained, please raise your hand. I don't see any raised hands, Malin. No, no raise hand? No. Okay. All right, <laughs> Linda, what's your second question then? Uh, the second question has to do with continuation of a word across lines, because mm -hmm. that was never covered. So this is, well, I'm reading EBAE, but UEB too, I'm curious. Uh, it's basically two questions. What's the continuation character? Is it a dash as it is in print? And what happens if the word ends in a contraction that spans syllables? Because the print rule is, you hyphenate on, on a syllable. So what happens if you come to the end of a word and you've got one or the end of a line and you've got one character left, but you're, you're in the middle of a word and you've got a two symbol, uh, a two cell symbol that you need to put down to finish your word. <laughs> Do you break it up? Well, okay, let's see. <laughs> We have a race here. Anybody who knows the answer, please raise your hand. And Linda will remain online. So if you need more clarification from her, you can also ask before answering. All right. Let's see who has raised the hand. We have two hands raised. Oh, boy. Michael Moore is first. Michael Moore first. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, Michael. What I would suggest, like if you are writing it, in order, and I would recommend, say, if you're using your Perkins Brailler, to know how many spaces are left before you put the word in. That way, you can put the whole word on the next line. That we don't have to use the hyphen, because the hyphen, a lot of times, you can use that to separate words. But I, me personally, I don't like to use that because I would rather have the entire word on one line. So, in order to avoid that situation, if you're writing something, that yeah, I think uh, her that, question is slightly different. So, yeah. <clears throat> but you're saying this is an old braille you're talking about? Uh, any braille, because I I don't believe the rules change. Because in print, you divide a word on on a syllable boundary. <clears throat> yeah, well, but, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, no, it does make sense. But yeah. 
if what happens if a contraction actually is spanning a syllable boundary? Do you break it up in order to be able to hyphenate it? I would say go before the syllable. I would go before the syllable or something. At least the syllable break. I could be wrong about that though. But basically, let's see. Let's see, Michael. Uh, Don is here to explain something. So yes, right. Next hand is Don. Right, Diane. Yep, Don is next. Yes. Okay, Don. What is your explanation? Um. Yeah, you can put the hyphen in there. Um. So like, oh, uh, like if you were trying to write the word December or something like that, you could put D E C hyphen and then do it on a new line. But I am with Mike, and in that sense, I don't like to do that. I would suggest. I would really suggest that you do that and check and make sure that you have enough spaces for it before you put it down um you know just i only put the hyphen in if it's one of those absolute last resort things and you're just like oh crap i thought i had enough space to put it in but i guess i don't so because that happens to because that happens to everybody but that's what i would suggest i don't I don't really know why people would put that in there and do that. So you're saying that a hyphen is a dividing indicator, correct? Yeah, it, yeah, it divides it. Uh, okay, yeah. let's see. Let's see. I think uh, 573 the... is Rick. And I'm doing partly your job. <laughs> okay, okay that's Rick? one of those little subcase answers. Uh, <laughs> if you're just doing personal braille to a friend, you know, anything goes, of course. But uh, in UEB, uh, it's, as, as always, braille follows print. So normally, you would not break up a text string. Um, if you, even if you have a, a long word, it's just got to go to the next line. Uh, even in print, they're trying to get away from that hyphenated thing. I would suppose that if you do have a word broken up in the print copy with a hyphen at the end of the line, then the Braille would do the same thing. But that's very uncommon, and they're trying to get away from it, as I understand. Uh, the hyphen is, uh, if you, again, if you go back to EBAE, where the objective had more to do with saving space, then, yes, um, you do break a word at the syllable, like the example they were using was December. Use D E common a D E hyphen, then the next line December, or D E C E M hyphen burr at the next line. Uh, you can do that in E B A E, but they're they're discouraging it very much anymore for U E B's purposes. Um, as to the question about breaking up a contraction, take the word mistake, which you can now write M I. S-T-A-K-E. Um, of course, you couldn't do that in eBay anyway because that spans a prefix to the uh, main word. But if you have a situation like that, yes, you have to break the, contra the contraction up so that you can hyphenate at the syllable break. I'm having trouble thinking of an example right now. but uh, Let's take the same example, Rick. Miss, M-I-S hyphen and... Take, take. Of course, in EBAE, you couldn't use that SC yeah. there anyway. But uh, were you able to, yeah, you'd have to break it up. Um, okay. Let's see, maybe suggestible or something like that. 
S U double G E. I'm not sure where that simple break is, whether it's between the S and T or T and A. But if it's between the S and T, then you'd have to say E S hyphen T A B L E. Yep. Okay. Great. Uh-huh. That answers it. Does that Same explain, uh, Linda? Does Does it make yes. sense to you? Yes, it does. And that was okay. exactly what I was interested in, what Rick said about the mistake, and you would have to break up the contraction. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. And the, uh-huh. and the it uh-huh. is a 3-6 character that's the, the uh, hyphenation, right? Yes, 3-6. Yes. That's okay. correct. Let's see Thank if anybody you. else has anything more to add to what all has been discussed so far. I see no raised hands. You see no hands. I see no hands as well. Huh. <laughs> but of course, I'm blind, so maybe. <laughs> well, I am too. But <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm just making a fun. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me be a little more specific about the uh, hyphen and uh, you know the dividing rule. Uh, first and foremost, dividing words, as Rick explained, is acceptable in eBay, old Braille. And uh, yes, you, you can uh, even uh, uh, sacrifice the contraction and uh, use the maximum space. That's the rule. Use the maximum space in each line. So if you have to uh, divide a word, and in doing so, if you cannot accommodate the contraction, at the end of your line, you can even break it, but use a hyphen and take the remaining word to the other line. That rule was pretty strictly followed for most uh, literary productions. In UEB, the rule is do not divide words. And uh, what Rick said is that if there is a hyphen in print, we can use hyphen. I think I think that is probably uh, not practicable, Rick, uh, because in print, the word may be divided using a hyphen, uh, but that word may be in the middle of a braille line. Because yes. braille lines don't follow print lines, you know. Braille follows print. So in that case, it doesn't make sense to divide a word. And the bottom rule for UEB is that do not divide words. So we don't need any dividing indicator. And once again, in print, they use a dash probably, but then Braille makes a difference between a hyphen and dash. Even in EB, old Braille, a hyphen is dot three six, and a dash is dot three six three six or two hyphens. And for dividing a word, between lines, it was a hyphen that was used, which is 3-6. So to make it simple, in old Braille, you can divide words using a hyphen. In UEB, never divide words between lines. Got it? Linda? Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I, believe I, mute, I believe I muted her. So, uh, Linda, if you want to respond, you'll need to unmute. Oh, yes. no. Uh, until uh, somebody's question is over, that person stays online. You know. So, that's oh. okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. All right. We do not mute uh, at, uh, soon after asking the question because this is a question-answer session. 
Okay. So the, that's okay. Gotcha. Uh, that's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. Okay. okay. Yes. Linda. Um, we do have a raised hand. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Let's see. <laughs> Whose hand is raised? Let's see. Who's that? Jewel G. Hi. There you go. This is not so much yeah, a question Jewel. about. Uh, yeah, this is not so much a question for people about Braille rules. I was curious. I'm learning Japanese Braille, um, and I'm curious if anybody would be interested in learning Japanese in the community. And I figured this might be a good place to ask if, if people are really into Braille. Um, yeah, I could start a call that we could start learning Japanese if, if anyone was interested. So I just thought I'd throw okay. that out there. So could you provide a little more information how you can help? Um, well, it'd be more like a, um, like helping each other, kind of like the Braille room where we kind of like mentor each other. Um, so it'd be kind of like, you know, helping each other um, motivationally and, you know, answering questions like, you know, what is the symbol for GE if, you know, it, it, that's a katakana, so I'm not sure what that is, you know, stuff like that. Um, It'd be kind of cool, but I don't know if people would be interested in Japanese. I've only seen one other person interested, no. so just thought I'd throw it out there. Maybe world <laughs> language Braille in general. Um, we could kind of like encourage each other in that. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jewel. So that's, I'm pretty sure the information <laughs> that will help many people who needs help. Okay. So with that, uh, let's see, Linda, you had three questions or have we covered all three by now? Yeah, you've covered, the last one was actually the, the actual character, uh, continuation character, what was it? And it's a three oh, six. Okay, okay. Yep. So practically there is no continuation character in UEB because you okay. don't divide words. Already. You know, unless, unless it is a, a long string of, uh, uh, you know, what do you call link like that, then it is oh, dot wow. five where there are no oh. words and links are really <laughs> normally pretty long. They take yeah. your two and three and four bare braille lines and there uh, the dividing character is dot five. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. All right. I would now like to invite braille related questions from anybody so please raise your hand. We will take we one question. The first one who raises hand, we will have the answers covered to that question. And then we'll take the next question. So we, we go by Jody? question by question. All right. So let's see. Jody. Jody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, hello, hello Valine and everybody. Uh, All right. Yes. I've got kind of a basic question. Yes. Uh, when writing a fraction, say if I wanted to write one and a half, I put the number sign before the number one. Do I also put the number sign before the, the, the half? I, okay. I think I've seen it both ways, yeah. but I'm not sure. So you're trying to say, let's say you're writing half and with a number sign or numeric indic indicator, as we call it in UEB, then <clears throat> A, which is one, then a fraction line, which is three, four, and then whether there should be a number sign or just two? That's your question, correct? No, it's it, number, uh, number sign one, number sign 
one slash two. Ah, or is it just so? Are you talking about are you talking about half or one and half? One and a half. One and, one a, and half. a half. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, one and a okay. half. Okay, all right. So then, whether you should uh, okay, what is your question exactly? <laughs> so should I write it as number sign one, and then one half, or number sign one, number sign one slash half, uh, two? Okay, so let's see. Let's see who has the answer. Anybody who knows the answer to Jody's question, please raise your hand. Okay, we have two hands. Um, Dawn has yes, her Dawn. hand up. Um, you should write, okay, if you're, okay, I assume you're going to be writing this in UEB. So what you need to do, you need to write that, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, I accidentally muted myself. Um, you need to write number sign one, and then you need to write another number sign, and then two, or yeah, one, and then you need to write the ST symbol, so three, four, or slash, and then you need to write just one, two for, for half. So that's how you need to do that for, for, stuff, like, for stuff like one and one half. Okay. Uh, Dawn, Does that make uh, sense? I think, Don, you need to repeat. Uh, uh, say it again. Number sign one. Then what? Yes. Number sign one. Mm -hmm. And then number sign one again. Mm -hmm. And then slash or ST symbol. So mm -hmm. dot three, four. Mm -hmm. And then two. Okay. One dots one, two. That one too. Ah, that's not just two. So no number sign again after that, uh, what you call ST sign, but actual word is fraction line. Yeah. Okay? That's yes. the fraction line. Okay. So let's see who else would like to explain more. Uh, we have our phone number, um, five, seven, code 573, ending in 440. Yeah. 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 So that <laughs> is, well Rick, has it, you right? know, if you can rename Diane. Then just rename him as Rick. Rick? Okay, thank yeah. you. R-I-C-K, yeah. Did I say that right? There are other four-letter combinations, but that's the repeatable one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. uh, yeah, Don has it right. Uh, she may have said it yeah. a little yeah. awkward-like, as I often do, <laughs> but yeah, she has it right. Numeric indicator, one. Numeric indicator, one. Fraction line, two. Without another, okay, without you. a third numeric indicator, mm -hmm. and yeah. the only other yeah. thing I'd add to that is yeah. there is no space there between the yes. the one and the second numeric indicator. Ah, thank so you. Okay, all, all thank one you. stream. That's correct. Okay, yes. thank you. Numeric and, indicator one, numeric indicator one, fresh <laughs> line two without spaces. And uh, never use a numeric indicator after the fraction line. You know, you don't have correct, to use which that. Is, yeah. Which is different from Nemeth, yes. but uh, yeah. Correct. This is different from Nemeth, you know. So anyway, that, that's how it works in UEB. In eBay, it was so different, but we don't have that question yeah, so here. Don basically had it right. <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you, Rick. And let's see who else has anything more to explain. Linda? Linda. Yes, Jody. If you didn't have that second indica numeric indicator, it would read as eleven over two. 
So that makes it a little ah, bit easier. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's true. Unless, there, uh, unless there's a space between the one and the, and the half. But yes, good point. Okay, thank you. And if there were a space, you would still need the numeric indicator because the space would cancel out the numeric, the numeric indicator. indicator. All That's right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Therefore, you need that. Uh huh. Okay. Great. And, uh, and we, we still have, have hands raised, correct? Uh, we have Diane? Michael Moore. Michael Moore. One more Michael, thing. Michael. What yeah, more one do you more have thing, to say? Well, one one more thing you have to remember also. Yes. Is yes. the slash? From my understanding, the slash in print and braille. You know, the the slash and the fraction line are exactly the same in print. So in Braille, you mm -hmm. don't write a sl the slash, which is the forward slash, which is dots three five, which is dots four five and six, and then the ST sign. When you're doing a fraction, you never do that. You always want to use the uh, dots three four sign when you do a fraction. That's the fraction line. You don't use okay, the slash. You. You're yeah, that's a good point, Michael. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah the slash is different than the fraction line. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, perfect. So. Uh, you know, in AB, uh, we did not have that distinction between a slash and a fraction line because print did not have at that time, of course. Print still doesn't have that. But there's one thing interesting I would like to share. Many times when there's automated translation from computer to Braille, that sign, dots 4, 5, 6, and then dots 3, 4 is used as a fraction line. Say, for instance, if they want to write half, they do numeric indicator, then they do four, five, six, three, four, sign, and then two, which is incorrect. And poor computer doesn't know the difference between a slash <coughs> and a fraction line. And, you know, even though we are trying to equate Braille with print, but I think the software that translates print into Braille has not been enough advised to differentiate between fraction line and uh, uh, slash. And I think there should be a way to do that. But well, those who prepare the software, it is their concern. But it looks terrible, mm. at least. I'm really, uh, uh, personally, I'm real upset when they use a slash dot four, five, six, and three, four in place of a fraction line. Well, that's a little side story with that. Okay, so. All right, Jordy, you got your answer, right? Yes, thank you. All right, thank you for asking. All right, we are now invite a new Braille-related question. So please raise your hand and first come, first serve. So anybody who raises hand, asks question, will take that question. Um, we have no questions. Um, yes. Can I ask Kirby if um if there's anything in Clubhouse? Oh, why not? Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. There has Kirby. not been, so. Nothing? Okay, okay, so you'll just cut in and let us know if hey, Yes, is. I'll raise my Her hand if we have any. That's okay. the way, yeah. And okay, Herbie, I'm a little curious. Do you have people in the clubhouse now? We attending? have had a few people in here kind of coming and going. and Oh, uh, okay. We have had but some people in here, some. yes. Even though, they, you know, they come and go, but that's fine. Okay. All right. Any more questions related to Braille? 
I have a question. Yes. Oh, I uh, Josie's uh, have a question. When um, in the Josie. new Braille, I noticed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I notice sometimes when you're writing the regular sentence, at the regular at the end of the sentence, you have the regular period. Uh, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, five, six. Yes. Sometimes I see a space after that when the when the sentence is over. Mm-hmm. And then they, I see three more periods, periods. after yes. that. And then they go to the next sentence. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? Okay, that's a good question. Well, it's, right. it's really not to me, it's not necessary just taking a cup of extra paper. No, space. no, no, no. It's interesting, you know. uh, Josie. And you will learn why today, and that, you know, now onward it will not upset you. It is necessary. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's see who has the answer. Linda has her hand up. Okay. Linda? What you're seeing is an ellipsis followed by a period. An ellipsis oh. is three periods spaced, and then you've got a period at the end of that. Oh, I I sometimes okay. see it. In, sometimes I see it in reverse, like the regular, the end, the sentence, and then with the regular period, mm-hmm. and then space, and then three periods three, right after yes. that. Yes, yes, correct. Have you ever so, seen that? Rick can help you. Rick has a hand raised. Yes, he does. All right. Sorry, Diane. Sometimes I uh, jump. It's okay. Please bear with um, me. No, uh, it's uh, yes. pretty yes. much as as y'all were saying. But that's uh, if if you see one two five six, is, you know, if you see a single two five six, it is a period, and if you see three of them, it's an ellipsis. So, if the oh. single one comes first, then three of them, you got period ellipsis. And oh. I guess it could happen the other way around, but I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, no, which, whichever I, the order I, is, three of them's an ellipsis. Yeah. Okay. Which thank is kind, you. Kind of an and uh-huh. so forth indicator. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. I do have my uh, uh, in, in the old Braille, yeah. that was the ellipsis was dot three dot three dot three. But that's since it in print, it, it's three dots just like periods. Now they said, well, mm-hmm. that's what it looks like in print. It should look that way in Braille too. So it does. Oh. Oh. Okay. Learning something new every day. Thank you. So if you see dot three dot three dot three in an old Braille text, that's that's the old version of the ellipsis. Correct. Oh yes, I, I and uh, yeah, I may add a little here what Rick said. You know, to to what he said, mm-hmm. uh, this practice of using dots two, five, six, three times as ellipsis is kind of a copy that we do from print, because in print, oh, ellipsis is three periods. And therefore, we oh. eliminated the practice of using single dot and we are using periods because UB's basic principle is that Braille follows print. So that's mm-hmm. why we mm-hmm. now follow print and we put three period signs. Oh. And oh, I told I you, now okay. onwards, you gotcha. won't be upset when you will see these three periods. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just kind of curious. Okay. And thank, thank you. you for asking. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Josie. Don't you're welcome. You know, we don't want to miss you every <laughs> Thursday now onwards. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, friends, we have time. Any more <laughs> questions? Please raise your hand. Uh, we have no more raised hands. No more raised hands. 
Let's see. I have to encourage people now. Oh, so it looks everybody's expert here after listening to this question answer session, and nobody has a question. Yeah. So it's still, see one thing, there is no dumb question. Let it be so simple, so basic, as long as it is a Braille-related question, whether old Braille, again, it's my term, Okay, whether it is eBay or UEB, new Braille. And for again, those who are a little con concerned or confused about UEB, let me tell you, the UEB is not much different from AB. Or the new Braille code is barely 5% or less than 5% different from the old Braille. So do not get scared that oh i don't want to now new learn a new braille code i'm i'm okay what i know that's fine but actually i'm not learning a lot it's just a little difference so once again mm -hmm. feel free to ask no question is dumb any simple mm -hmm. any difficult question i do not promise that i will be able to answer or anybody else will be able to answer any your difficult question but it doesn't hurt oh, asking wow. And if you do not know the answer, I can, uh, you know, go online or refer to the books I have and get your answer next time. Feel free to ask. Any question? Anybody? Uh, we, Raising hands? Well, I, we have yes. a phone number. Oh. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's 313 ending in 915. Uh -huh. If I can get your name, I'll rename you. Yes, please. Disclose this is your Pauline name. from Michigan. This is Pauline from Michigan, and actually, uh -huh. you guys right. cleared up one with me that, uh -huh. all, and Valine mentioned it. Where some, when you were talking about the fraction line and the slash mark, mm -hmm. I noticed in some Braille publications they use that dots four five six, and then mm -hmm. dots three four. Even like when they do recipes, they use that with their. Fraction measurements, like one-fourth cup of something or one-half teaspoon of something. And you cleared up that confusion of how it should be used and, Correct. and when and I, just the simple three-four. Correct. And I also gave you the reason why that happens. Because they use yes, automated translation from computer to Braille. And as I said, poor computer doesn't know whether it is a fraction yes. line or a slash. Okay, great. Yes, I'm happy yes, that... Yeah, and they and they don't have somebody look at it before they have yes. final production. No pro proofreading, you know. That's where the yeah, that that used to bother me. I'm like, then how am I supposed to write this if I write a recipe for myself, or <laughs> more importantly, for somebody like when I used to teach Braille? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm so happy. I that thank you, you. I'm happy your confusion is now clear. Do you have any yes. other question related to Braille? Uh, no, not that I can think of uh, at this time. I've enjoyed listening to this. This is my first time in here. I've been intending oh, to get in here. Welcome. I finally yeah, got in. Okay, welcome. Yeah, and, uh, I know some of you from when Valine used to do the Embracing Braille. Yeah, there, you remember me from there, right? Yeah, plus you were my instructor <laughs> for the, uh, la the uh, reading for UEB. Say your name again. Pauline. Ah, yes, yes. With a yes. P from Michigan. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You used okay. to always tell me to. You used to always tell me to read a little faster when I did 
submitted to read alouds into your voicemail. <laughs> I used to frustrate me because that used to make me so nervous to read aloud like that. <laughs> well, it so happened like that I, I sacrificed my job, but I continued this weekly session. So well, that's good. <laughs> so I'm happy you are here and uh, hope yeah. you will be with us every Thursday. I will try. Try. Try your best. Okay, I'll do. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. Anybody else has any hands raised? Yes, we do. Um, yes. Before I call on them, though, is this call an hour and a half or an hour? It's actually one hour, but if need be, we extend it to an hour and 15 minutes. Or so it's officially listed five. as one hour and 15 minutes. Just so yeah, you know. okay. listed. Yeah, listed is for 75 right. minutes. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry I was so and late. And we have 13 more everything. minutes left. So we have okay. room for more questions. Yes. Anybody? And Nora, yes. Nora is next. Yes, Nora. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi. Hello, glad to be back. And my question is, what about uh, what is when with your, between the regular, the old-fashioned braille and the UEB, what about the backward slash and also the number sign? Uh, okay, uh, I was a little distracted. Could you repeat your question about my UEB? First, yeah, yeah. My, first my first question yeah. is about, well, actually, it should be about the number sign between the UEB and the regular old-fashioned EB. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's let's take that question. And okay. everybody who knows the answer, please raise. And you stay on, okay? Okay. Uh, Nora, right? Yeah, Nora. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Moore? Yes, Michael. All right. Always well, resourceful person. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you see, the number yes. sign, of course, as Valine made, made it, uh, mentioned earlier, in new Braille, most generally we call it, we call the number sign the numeric indicator. So it's the same. So what it is, it's dots three, four, five, and six. Mm -hmm. Now the thing is, uh, Nora, is in new Braille, we do not have the BLE contraction anymore because the BLE <laughs> contraction, like in the word bubble, for example, in old yeah. Braille was written as B. U B number sign. Yeah. Okay. So that means there's two Bs there. Yeah. Okay. Now in new Braille, you can write it as B U double B sign, more than likely, which I think is a double B sign if I remember right, is dots two and three, and then you would mm -hmm. write L E. So the number sign is is you know the numeric indicator. It's it's most generally it's just for using as a number sign. Oh, okay. That's all it is. Okay, now I'm also getting back to the fractions a little bit. If you remember in old Braille, in order to write one half, you would write the like the TH sign, which is dots one, four, five, and six. Yeah. And this is like a nemeth, and you would write the dot, like dot two for one, and then you mm -hmm. write the, and you would write three, four for the fraction line, and then uh, dots two and three for half, and then you yeah. would close it with the and you would close it with the with the dots what, three, four, five, and six. Well, yeah. in, in new braille, you do the number sign or numeric indicator first, and then uh, and then you in the upper part of the cell, we're just using dot one for one for one, and then mm -hmm. the as, then the, the fraction line, which is dots three, four, and then D for four or whatever. You're not, you you just put the number sign just at the very beginning. Okay. Now now the forward slash, I believe the forward slash. 
is in your, the forward slash. I, I think in in yeah, I think the forward slash was if I remember right in old Braille was dots four six and then the ST sign. If I remember right, I could be wrong, but hope that helps. Uh, let's see who, who else. Thank, can thank tell. you. Otherwise, yep. I'm there. Yeah. Okay. Any any other hand raised? Diane? Uh, no. No? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, hey, Dawn, what, where are you at? Dawn, what about your expert, Dawn? Come on. Help us out here, Dawn. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. Uh, what was that you said, uh, Michael, about forward slash? I believe the forward slash in old Braille, I, I believe, was uh -huh. uh, dot, dots 4.6ST, I think, but I could be wrong. Dot I could be wrong on that. I think in old Braille, but now oh, now new yeah. Braille, yeah. I believe the forward slash mm -hmm. is. I think the forward slash is, or I think it's a forward slash, or is it? Or yeah. Is, forward slash is what? What do you think? Uh, oh wait, uh, I know there's a difference. I think the forward slash. Hang on, let me. Let's see something if I could try, on the computer keyboard. Let me see if I can do Notepad. Okay, back. Uh, forward slash. Let me turn my speech on. That's what. Okay, the forward slash. Okay, slash. Yeah, it's, it's dots. Three, four, four, five, six, and then uh, the ST sign. The backslash. Okay, the backslash. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I just see it. Okay, forward slash is dots three, th uh, four, five, four, five, six in the first cell, and then in the mm -hmm. second cell over, in in new braille is the. ST sign. Now the backslash is just reversed. All it, basically what it is is is, is four, five, and six, and then the CH sign, which is dots one and six. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's that's new braille. So that's new braille. Now uh, let me jump in. Uh, yeah. So you know the backslash is mainly used in a computer uh, language. Uh, we do not uh, normally need in literary braille. You know. It is the forward slash, that's what we use. And in mm -hmm. UEB, as Michael said, it's dots four, five, six, and then dots three, four. In oh, okay. old Braille, no, Michael, it wasn't four, six. Okay. In old Braille or AB, there are two versions for long time. The forward slash was only dots three, four, which means oh. there was no difference between the fraction line and slash. Normally we call slash. With this forward slash and backward slash, backslash, that language came into being after the computers jumped on our head, on our head, or, or I can say after the coming of computers, you know. So anyway, so that slash, for long it was three, four. Then because the slash, which is dot three, four, was overused, Dots three four means st as part of the word. Dots three four means the word still if there is a space before and after. Dots three four means a slash, and dots three four also means a fraction line. How much you assign to one character? I think, thank goodness, the burden did not crush the character, but it it survived. So people decided later on. That no, for the slash, let's use dots four, five, six, and then three, four. So even in old Braille, 
in later versions starting i think 2007 the slash which is now used also in uvb that's 456 and 34 came into practice so if you're reading any old braille book depending on how old it is before 2007 there was no 456 sign but after that they were using and then came uvb and that just standardized everything one purpose of uvb was to provide a standard braille code for all english speaking countries thank you that's how nora uh, mm-hmm. 10 countries are the members of iceb which is international council on english braille that mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know that uh, worked out the uvb and uh, 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 you know once the uvb was prepared which is like a standard braille code for all english speaking countries uh, there were countries like new zealand and canada and most likely australia they started using in 2004 and then other countries joined out of those 10 the united states was the second last to join and we adopted uvb in 2013 however the transition was not easy which is understandable you can't say that okay tomorrow you may want to start printing everything in uvb so they gave time for the braille production houses and said that january 4 2016 is the day when we will start producing everything in uvb and of course you know if you are aware that people use braille translation software one of the most popular one is duxbury but the other one is also called braille blaster and then there are a couple more too like uh, megadot and all so braille blaster is available free no charge like nvda uh, that you know uh, available at no cost in place of jaws but duxbury cost you and i do not know the price it used to be 695 some years ago i didn't have to buy but anyway if you want to use duxbury then there is a charge so those uh, braille translation softwares to be used in computer needed time to be compatible with the uvb code and they had to change several things in their strings it's called string in computer language in their string so that they can produce braille in uvb and that's how the whole history i briefly mentioned is that january 4 the birthday of louis braille 2016 was the day since braille production houses in the united states started producing books and periodicals and braille materials in uvb but Thank canada you. was ahead of us new zealand started in 2004 and then other countries were also there okay let's see we are reaching the end of the session now it seems nobody else has any question i'm glad people are becoming expert in braille however any we time we have a hand raised or oh, do you have okay let's don yes don i i'm just going to make a comment because to be honest with you yes just something that i've seen today Uh-huh. I have I really believe that we need to have some sort of 
either course on reading old braille or it needs to be incorporated into other braille courses because I will tell, because I've seen this time and time again, especially with people that I'm starting to mentor in braille, that they are finding books and getting books, particularly from NLS that are in old braille and they haven't been reprinted yet. So I really think we need to, we need to find a way to make resources available for people who are, I don't think you need to necessarily know how to write old braille, but you need to know how to read it. So I I don't know how that can be done, but I really think that needs to happen. Let me answer, let me answer. But because the time, one hour is over, so with Diane's permission, I may take a few more minutes. Is that okay with you, Diane? Oh, yeah. All right, thank you so much. Okay, well, Don, you have given me homework now. Since I am already developing what we call distance education course, I call them Learn at Home Braille. And uh, the very soon we are planning to introduce the first course, which is Uncontracted Braille Reading. And then, of course, Contracted Braille, and then how to write in Braille, and then how to be more proficient in Braille. These are the four courses I had designed. Now you added one more. So I will have to write the fifth course that will explain the difference between EB and UEB. It will be kind of a comparative uh, uh, explanation so that each time we will talk about how it it was or it is in EB and how it is in UEB. Would that help, Don? I think it would because, like I said, we don't necessarily need to know how to write Old Braille, but... I yes, feel yes. bad for the people, especially the people that are learning Braille for the first time. Yes. And they're going to be going in and they're going to say, what is this capital Y? What is this thing? And because <laughs> I, I feel bad for those people. All right. Yeah. So that will help. Okay, great. So thank you for this suggestion. You're and welcome. thank you, everybody, for joining today. Thank you for your participation. I'm blessed that we have people so interested in talking and learning about Braille. Next Thursday, we are going to have a presenter, a pole star from Canada, and Deborah Thomas will share her story with learning and using Braille. So don't miss it. And with that, I wish you all a good week ahead. We do have a raised hand in Clubhouse. Okay, let's take it real quick. Terry, go ahead. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, hi, yes. Hi there, Valene, it's Terry. See, I, I, I went on. How come uh, you are in the clubhouse? Because Did I you was change at an the party? leadership. I was at an HCV <laughs> leadership meeting and I'm on the Metro access to okay. go home. So yes, anyway, yes. Okay. my question to you is regarding Braille Blaster. Um, mm-hmm. I have it and I also have Perky Duck because you know I'm doing the Braille transcription course. And yes. the Perky Duck is a little bit quirky. So... Do you yes. know if there's any kind of, um, uh, what do you call, uh, tutorials or something to teach you how to use the um, Braille Blaster? Oh, that's a good question. You know what I do? Uh, I don't have any tutorial or there should be something which uh, I did not really, to be honest, care enough to find. But I call APH and okay. they have a Braille Blaster specialist. Gary and okay. Danielle, 
So one of them okay. will help you and they will tell you any tutorial. There should be something online. But to be honest, again, okay. I did not pay enough uh, time or attention because of my other things. Okay. Sure. All right. Thank you. Thank, so you. Much. I'll do Thank that. you for asking. And do you mm -hmm. know, you know, Braille APHS number, right? Phone number? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. And when you dial, you know, press option one and then press option three. You will be okay. taken to Braille Blaster Specialist. Okay. All right. You. Thank and you. We want people to know that no matter how they join us, Zoom or Clubhouse, they are welcome no matter which platform they are on. That's why they are all connected. Interesting. Thank you so much, Herbie. I don't know what really, you're can you hear me? you. Maybe <clears throat> you're asking why Terry was on Clubhouse, so I want to make sure everybody knows that they are welcome no matter which platform they are on. So, Of course, of course. They are equally welcomed. You know, we do not... Yes. Can Please. you hear me? Yes, I can. Who is this? Yes, I am Luis Pistelli from Brazil. Just uh -huh. a question. How oh. are you? <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this Braille course include yeah. uh, Braille lessons in paper. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Braille lessons and Braille assignments. Greetings. Yes. Greetings for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, wish you all. A good time ahead, good weekend, good weekend, but don't forget to join in next Thursday. With that, I'm Vileen Shah, your facilitator, signing off, but not before thanking Diane and Herbie and Abraham to be with us and supporting the whole show. Take care. Bye now.